0: That's Ailado Negro and Gem and I and Leo. You are listening to R City Radio on one hundred two point nine and one hundred five point two FM. This is the breakfast show, and I have a guest with me in the studio right now. A couple of guests actually. I'm joined by Mr. Keith Grant and his wife Begita. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and Keith Grant is a painter uh, who is exhibiting here in Luxembourg. Um, oh, sorry is it not your wife no. <laughs> okay sorry his colleague his colleague <laughs> <Vigita>. sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry we should have cleared that up before we st- before we went to air <laughs> anyway uh thank you both of you for joining me today uh keith is uh is a, is a painter that's exhibiting here at biodiversum in remission um good morning good morning good guys morning. good morning uh, <laughs> keith uh you studied uh at the royal college of art in the uk yes. um but that was more than seven decades ago now uh you've dedicated your life to painting um can i just ask you how did you start painting and when did you realize that this was what you wanted to dedicate your life to
1: well it started when i was eight years of age at my first school in uh, a suburb of liverpool and um I was praised for making a drawing of a crane from the Liverpool docks, and uh, praise in my part of Liverpool was hard to come by, and so that triggered at that moment um, a desire to be an artist, and as I st- a couple of years later I met a very inspired teacher who showed me techniques um, when I was in the art class to enhance or Create atmosphere in the work that I was doing, and um, I've used. I still use these techniques
0: today. Great. Um, and what kind of uh, what kind of paintings do you paint? What inspires you? What's your your main subject? Matter? I
1: have never um, wanted to be called a painter, with, uh, an artist with a capital A, uh, because nature is the main theme of everything that I do. It's not um, a photographic depiction of landscape, but um, an expression, and interpretation of it, using uh, the voice of paint, and paint has a silent voice. In fact, paintings, works about our voices of silence. And um, I, I have um, found a means I'm happy with, which brings me into contact with nature, and it also with all the associated um, dilemmas we face uh, regarding the environment and regarding the planet at the moment.
0: I mean, as we just said, your careers lasted over seven decades. Uh, that's you know you must have spent a lot of time observing nature and reproducing it. How has your kind of relationship with nature changed over those years? Um,
1: that's a very interesting, a very interesting question indeed. Um, I've tried to. I don't think my relationship has changed. Particularly, I still have a sense of wonder mm. and awe at the things that one sees. Um, And they could be something very simple, like the flight of a bird or a butterfly and the trajectory through space. And that geometrical emphasis, which permeates and crisscrosses the natural environment, those are the elements from which I try and distill the expression of nature, the paintings, in fact.
0: And you've you've travelled all over the world to paint. Very much so. Where, where where have been some of your favorite places? Uh, well, to uh, paint? the
1: reason for I started off as a pastoral painter of English landscape, but always a landscape with its associations in, to the past, mm-hmm. and I found out that a certain expression, a certain mood, certain mystery in the English landscape, could be reflected um, contemporarily in the North. So the north became the main focus of my, and still is really. I live in Norway now. And you live in Norway? Yes, and I've worked in Iceland and in Greenland in the north of Norway, and um, paradoxically twice in Antarctica, which is the opposite from, from where, where I live. Um, but it's those elemental expressions of nature that I'm fascinated by, not just because of the drama. Um, but because they integrate all the elements uh, that I need to to compose the paintings.
0: Um, And I've read that um, more recently you've been working on a series called autobiographical paintings uh, from your studio. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Can you tell us about those?
1: Yes, because um, often the winters can be quite harsh in Norway and I spend the autumn and spring and summer making drawings and then I use these drawings um, but I've been going back through the archive that I have, through the sketchbooks and, uh, and uh, cases of, of drawings and using the very early um, uh, designs and, um, and forms and integrating them with, the, with this completely contemporary expression. So in a way it's a biography from the earliest times, a, a visual bio- biography actually.
0: Okay, so looking back at at the kind of ideas that you had when you were younger and then reinterpreting them these days, does that sound about right? I think that's
1: perceptive of you. Yes, it's absolutely right. Great.
0: Um, And you are here in Luxembourg because you have an exhibition currently running. (laughs) Yes. um, At the uh, Biodiversum, which is a a nature reserve and a conservation Mm -hmm. area Mm -hmm. here in Luxembourg. Um, What's what's the theme of the exhibition? Is there a theme?
1: Um, Well, it's called Visions of Nature, actually, Mm -hmm. the theme. Um, but and uh, Biodversum is a very beautiful place. I think the architecture is stunning. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not quite sure that um, it's um, it's it's designed as a gallery. But, but for the first time in my life, we've suspended pictures so that they're hanging mm-hmm. in space. They're not fixed to a wall, right. and it gives you. A, it gives me a completely new vision of what what the pictures are. Um, it, the, the surroundings are magnificent and inspirational as well, and in fact, I've always thought Luxembourg to be a very special place. I've been here three times, oh. and about twenty-two years ago, I had an exhibition at um, the Circle Munster, two exhibitions, in fact, and um, uh, and, uh, and my love uh, of Luxembourg is not diminished. It's a very, very beautiful country, and. Very nice people indeed.
0: Brilliant. Well, the the exhibition also uh, features two paintings, I believe, uh, which um, are being used to raise funds for uh, L. Ukraine. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and there are two of them. There's the the child's bedroom. Yes. And the uh, the birch tree. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, the, uh, could you tell us a bit about these uh, paintings? Most,
1: yes, most certainly. Um, the um, totally unacceptable invasion of Ukraine took place um, while I was developing the exhibition for Biodiversum and I was uh, painting landscapes. And um, I, th- I then thought I must do something for, to try and um, express my sympathy with um, the suffering of the people of Uta- Ukraine but actually to try and help in some way Mm-hmm. And the help is not just the financial aspect of it, whatever we are able to raise in uh, in the terms of these uh, two pictures, um, but the um, but it's the um, uh, it, it's the feeling that the paintings express, and they're paradoxical. And um, the first painting is a birch tree, and the symbol of the birch tree stands for the resilience and pliability of the. Ukrainian people it's in, it, it rises in front of a burning forest uh, the forest is encroaching on the tree, but it will not destroy it and um, so that is, that's a symbol mm-hmm. but the um, view from a Ukrainian child's room or from a Ukrainian child's room um, I imagine the curtains being drawn because I remember in Liverpool my foster mother um, opening the curtains in the morning and I was always wanted to get up and see what was happening here. That childish anticipation for a new day mm-hmm. is destroyed in the most grotesque and horrible way and I've tried to make a composition which could um, justify the use of um, art um, to express a horrible theme Mm -hmm. and there's a paradox because of course when you see ordnance exploding when you see destruction there's a hypnotic fascination about it it has a certain terrible beauty as the Irish poet Poet Yeats might have said Um, but it's you have to transcend that you have to go beyond that uh, immediate image and get to the human story which is underneath and that's what I've tried to do
0: Great, and um, these paintings are for sale, and uh, the the proceeds from the paintings will be donated to Though, Ukraine.
1: Those two paintings are going to benefit the mm-hmm. um, Ukrainian, um, both the cultural center, which is um, in the offing. I, I, once the once the situation calms more, and mm-hmm. they can concentrate on it. And the other one, yes, a, a big percentage of that is going to go to the Ukrainian um,
0: Refugee Fund. Okay, great. And people can still come see the exhibition. It's uh, When is it open till still? I, th- I think another week, isn't it? Another oh, week. yes. Okay. yes. yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay.
1: Normal opening times. And, um, yeah, it's really beautiful. You should really come and see it.
0: Okay. Um, brilliant. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us today. Um, I really appreciate your time, and I'm going to make sure to come down and see those paintings, because after meeting you, I really, really want to see your paintings in person. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, sorry about the confusion at the beginning there. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, thank you very, very much. He very beautiful wife. Yeah. So. A, a Norwegian wife, yes. <laughs> I, I'm just here as the organizer of yeah. the exhibition. But, right. but, but
1: there was no insult in what you yeah, said. No. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, thank
0: you, thank you for your time, and uh, best of luck with the sale of this. Thank you so meetings. much. Yeah, thanks.
1: Bye-bye. Thank <laughs>